2: Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to the Manny Diaz Show. Joe Zygacki with Don Bailey Jr., University of Miami head coach Manny Diaz. Canes are coming off a bye week and a big game coming up this week against North Carolina at 3.30. Good to see you, Coach. Welcome back from the bye week. And uh, you come back from the bye week, however, without such uh, great news as uh, you'll be down with, uh, without your quarterback now for the rest of the year, in King.
0: Yeah, it, um, we knew right after the Michigan State game, that we may lose him for the season. He, he suffered a, a pretty significant shoulder injury. Um, he had the option right away, just you know, to have a surgery right then and, and Derek wanted to explore every opportunity to try to rehab it and, and come back and see if he could play, you know, and if, if, it, if it calmed down over a few weeks, would there be some avenue for him to come back and sought out second opinions, you know, obviously our medical personnel do a great job and he just wanted to, you know, leave no stone uncovered and you know, I guess we're three or four weeks out now and finally came to the realization that, you know, surgery was probably going to be his only answer. He really had no option. So, uh, you know, it gave him some time, I think, to be at peace with it. It's, it's obviously difficult for him personally for how hard he worked, uh, how much he put in to come back um, this year and how important him coming back was to so many of the guys returning. Um, obviously, the 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 golf he creates for our football team, not just in terms of what he can do on the field, but, but the impact he has in the locker room off of it. Um, but, you know, but we are where we are. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke is our quarterback. Uh, I think we're all excited about that. I think our team knows, um, based off the evidence of what we saw late in the Virginia game, that he, he's got some ability to lead us, and, um, and so we move on.
3: Coach, you go Derek King, but you also are without Corey Gaynor. There's two offensive captains, so you talk about the golf the golf got wider and deeper when you don't have the leadership on the field as well. Yeah,
0: certainly from a leadership standpoint, you know, Derek, for the team, Corey by far the, the best leader of the offensive line. Corey just, Corey was just he was a shell of his former mm-hmm. self through the first couple games, and he just knew that he couldn't continue that way. And and the, the hope was that it could be a short-term fix. Um, they found out it was much worse, and and uh, and again, just a. Uh, such a shame for Corey I and mean, for us as a team, but, but for Corey, yeah. like for Derek, you know, you just, these guys, they deserve better. I mean, to be to, quite honestly. So, you know, you talk about losing your best senior you know, leader offensive lineman, probably losing your best overall offensive lineman in Jalen Rivers, you know, not even talking about Don Cheney's, you know, you know, I mean, there's, there's been some firepower taken off this offense from where we started. So there's, there's some big voids that some other guys need to
2: come uh, step up into. Starting with, and you mentioned uh, Tyler Van Dyke did some nice things in the second half against Virginia. He's a different kind of quarterback. He's got a big arm, probably not the same kind of runner as Derek, although he did run for the 24 yard touchdown. Almost came out of my shoes on that one. <laughs> uh, but really, he's a guy that's a drop back passer, and he can throw the ball, I don't know, if he has unlimited range, but does the offense change?
0: Yeah, he can rip it. And I think that's one of the great things about Rhett Lashley's offense. is You know, if you look at his background, they've had, you know, mobile quarterbacks at Auburn, whether it was Nick Marshall, Cam Newton, those type guys. They've also had more drop-back passing guys. You know, he obviously had great success at SMU with uh, Shane Bichelle. So, you know, it's an offense that that can be catered around the strengths of the quarterback. So, certainly D'Erik's mobility provided a lot for us, and, and not just in called runs, but scrambles. Tyler can run, though, you know, as we saw. I mean, Tyler does have some wheels. Now, he's not going to have the shift and the put a foot in the ground stuff that Derek had. But, uh, but as you mentioned, he, he's got an arm. He's got a live arm, and, and, it, and it brings the entire field in play. And, you know, we like the way that our wide receivers are developing. And, and um, you know, so that element of, of, the, of the passing game is still in play for us.
3: Coach, the the news got a little worse too though you have Jake Garcia who's out for an extended period of time we've got a great look at him against central Connecticut State but now you have Van Dyke and risk and Matoka risk being a walk-on so you, you went from from recruited guys to somewhat um, dealing with a walk-on as a backup
0: yeah it was it's a this, team, this team's been through a lot now I mean it was it was all really within a week you know you find out about Derek and then you know Jake and we've got the really positive game against Central Connecticut to get those guys feet on the ground and um, you know and then we found out the next day that we'll be out Jake here for for an extended period of time so um, you know it's kind of wobbled everybody a little bit you know and you just kind of had a quick refocus you know especially with a short week um, I will say the bye week I think has given us a better chance as a team to say okay take a deep breath that was a hell of a September we just went through like I said a, a lot of you know emotional ups and downs mm-hmm. in that month um, Let's hit the reset button. Let's look at where we're at right now. Let's regroup um, and get ready to make a run here in the second half of the season.
2: Now, part of that regrouping might be uh, you do have some good news. Some guys are going to make their way back, right? Uh, some guys on defense uh, that were out for a game or two or more uh, have an opportunity. It looks like to get back onto the field.
0: Yeah, and again, not just good, really good players, but good leaders. You know, a guy like Amari Carter. You know, we'll get him back. You know, Keontre Smith. You know, we felt so good about um, you know where we were at with with Smith. Flag and Carter those first couple of games and then you know we lost Carter lost Smith um, I thought Wayman Steed and Gilbert Farson have done well to to in their in their presence in the, in the lack of their presence but it's just this is the, the unit that we wanted to go out there with and the depth that we want to have behind it um, Jared Harrison Hunt and Jordan Miller. We'll both return inside. Um, we'll be without Al Blades for spec- you know unspecified amount of time as, as he recovers from his surgery. So that does hurt our depth in the secondary and our our, our competition out there at corner. Um, but you know, hey, that, that's that's football. It's just, it just it's it's hitting us this year in September. Um, you know, hopefully we can find a way to stay healthy from here on out, um, and um, you know and, and, and you know start being the team that I think we envision we can be.
3: Coach, you, you manage the final drive of the Virginia game, in my opinion, almost to perfection. You, you drain the clock down five minutes and 35 seconds. You get in a position to win at home with a kick. And unfortunately, Borg Dallas missed it. How has his psyche been? I know that you've had to work on that. And, and we will remind people that's what happens when freshmen play.
0: Yeah, well, that's what happens when kickers kick. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you, you saw it in the NFL this past weekend. I mean, there was, there was all kinds of, I mean, five missed game-winning field goals in the Bengals game so that happens and you know and that's why our intention was to play for the touchdown mm-hmm. if, if that was available but um but once the the first couple of down this is went the way that they went uh and 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 we don't you know we were playing for a kick that that we know is in Andy's wheelhouse you know that this was not playing for a 47 yarder or something that you know where the odds are I mean there's everything comes down to to numbers and we felt good about it, and, and we really felt good when they called their timeout with 13 left on the play clock. We had a chance to walk off and end the game. And got to keep in mind now, their quarterback leads the nation in passing. Correct. So giving them the ball back up by, you know, we couldn't get up by seven, so either up, up by one or up by, you know, five or six. Either way, they're going to have a chance there based off time. So um, when they call the timeout, we had a chance to walk it off. And, and uh, you know, our I know our team believes in our guy. Um, that being said, I wish we could have executed, you know, first and second down a little bit better because that, as it turned out, every yard mattered. You're talking about four inches might be the difference in victory and, and defeat. Now, there were was, was a ton of other plays in that game that, you know, could have prevented it from coming out of that play, but certainly that's the one that we'll all remember.
2: Along those lines, do you have to repair your team's psyche? You mentioned tough September and ended with a tough loss. Does it come down to appealing to, let's listen, start with, uh, we'll play from our heart. You're representing the university of Miami you play, for, play from your heart that gets you going someplace as you started October.
0: Um, that sounds good it was, it was probably much uh, it was much rougher than that and when I say rougher, I mean um, what we had to do is we had to turn the heat up and we had to go to work um, because the appealing I mean we can be on one hand, as I mentioned earlier, we can be sympathetic where this team has had to deal with a lot emotionally through the first five weeks, um, but no one's feeling sorry for them so um, we had to put them through a very, very difficult week this past week. Um, there's only there, we're limited because of our injuries in terms of how much banging and hitting you can do. You know, you might used to have one of those weeks back in the day where was, you know we'll get back to this. Um, but we could run and we, <laughs> and we ran and we ran and we ran and we ran. and we ran to the point where we wanted to make it uncomfortable. We wanted to make it uncomfortable. We wanted to make people have to do things that they don't want to do. Um, and when you do that, you not only do you reassert your toughness, but you reassert your dedication to the team. This is, there, was, there was not going to be a solution by words or rationalization. There was going to be a solution of intention with our bodies that we're willing to go through all of this, uh, then we still have some fight in this. And I think that showed in the fourth quarter of the Virginia game. This mm-hmm. team's got fight and wants to fight for the guys in the, that they're in the locker room. But we had, to, we had to rededicate ourselves to that in the bye week, and I, and I thought our guys did a good job with that.
3: Coach, in the pass ball game, you missed some interceptions. You missed some an opportunity for some takeaways and cost you points as well. But Corey Flag came up with a with a big pick, and you I have seen his growth every single week throughout this season.
0: Yeah, Corey is getting better and better. His confidence is growing um, as he gets more reps. You know, and gets in there more and more. Um, like I said, Corey's got he's got good instincts, good short area quickness. You know, his ability to make a play. That was a big time play. The quarterback checked to a slant. And he just read the quarterback's eyes and made a really good play over there. But but to your initial point, that's really one of the things that's holding us back right now defensively is, is we are not making the plays that have been there to be made. And, and without much difficulty, we could have had four or five interceptions in that game. And, and, and as you mentioned, some on-scoring drives that they ended up getting touchdowns on those drives, not to mention the most, you know, Uh, crazy one where it goes through our hands and and they got a guy laying down that catches it so an interception for us goes to a touchdown for them so those are some of the plays and the margins um that when we talk about a game not coming down to a kick that those are the plays now they've got some plays too that they could have made but our defense has got to do a better job of of whether it's you know we've got a couple times we got the quarterback dead to rights in the backfield we've got to get that guy on the ground those Mm -hmm. are on third downs and that's been a thing that's that's shown up in our first five games and we've had some interception opportunities. You know, four turnovers in five games is just not a Miami standard of defense. It's not the way we play around here. Um, and we're getting the opportunities. We're just we're not capitalizing. We, you know, we got to make our short putts is the way I look at it. We have the ball in our hands. You know, we got to finish.
2: Coach, to pick up on that third down has been a bit of an issue. Getting off the field. Is there one one breakdown? Is it simply not making enough plays, or are teams targeting certain things?
0: Well, what we we unpacked it all during the bye. Our numbers, and, and most people are like this, our numbers on third down and five or more are, are really, really good. Our numbers on third down and five or less are really, really poor. Virginia, uh, I think, had six third down and one and twos in that game. So the odds, of course, of stopping somebody on third down and one, and especially now the way people are going on fourth down and one, um, aren't in your favor. So so much of what creates third down success for an offense or for a defense is what happens on the first two downs. We were actually really good on first and ten in the Virginia game. We weren't great on second down and long. So they had some second down long plays that got them to third and two, and that makes third down much easier for the offense to get. So, you know, third down has a lot to do with what the number is after the third and. Um, our third down and six plus numbers are, are, are on par with where we want to be. You know, obviously we led the nation a couple of years ago, um, but we got we got to leverage people into more of those type of down and businesses.
3: Coach, you mentioned Hunt was out and Miller was out against Virginia. That opened the door for Leonard Taylor. Let's talk about him and his development. Joe and I noticed from the box. I mean, what a, a difference from, from Central Connecticut to a, a far greater opponent, Virginia. His game stepped up a notch. And then also, let's talk about James Williams.
0: Yeah. Um, well, up front, Leonard, um, he is getting better. The um, thing I'm proud of, he's, he's, he's doing a good job of, of being assignment sound, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not just, you know, can you make a play and can you do it? can you can you also be solid you know everyone can with with inside guys everyone can always see the the player too you know and that's important because not all those guys can make those plays but are also you being assignment sound and solid in your gap responsibility when people don't notice those plays and, and he's doing a good job of that elijah roberts is also a flash for a young guy mm-hmm. up front they're, they're they're showing up as guys that can make plays during the course of a game they're getting better and better in that regard and then you mentioned james in the back end you know james done some nice jobs he, d- he, he did a really nice job on a blitz uh pressuring your quarterback um, you know, a couple plays that, you know, he's, you know, he's one could have, you know, maybe laid out and got interception on the first third down of the game, you know, and those are the little things in terms of the, the nuances of, of pad level and footwork and those type of things that, you know, you know, at some point in his career, James will, will, will close down that four inches of space. That's the difference between them catching for a third down, us tipping it to stop a third down, or potentially pick sixing that, right. and what a way to start a game. So, um, I think that'll happen sooner than later, but those, that's, that's the fun part of developing these young guys to become the players that
2: we know they can be. Okay, so Miami and North Carolina coming up on Saturday at 3.30 from Chapel Hill. We'll continue on the Manny Diaz Show right after this.